support both because there, when you have a civil unrest like this, there are three types of people in the streets. There are the protesters, there are the rioters, and there are the looters. The protesters are there because they actually care about what is happening in the community. They want to raise their voices and they are there strictly to protest. You have the rioters who are angry, who are anarchists, who really just want to fuck shit up. And that's what they're going to do regardless. And then you have the looters. And the looters almost exclusively are just there to do that, to loot. Now, people are like, well, what did you gain? Well, what did you get from looting? I think that as long as we're focusing on the what, we're not focusing on the why. And that's my issue with that. As long as we're focusing on what they're doing, we're not focusing on why they're doing. And some people are like, well, those aren't people who are legitimately angry about what's happening. Those are people who just want to get stuff. Okay, well then, let's go with that. Let's say that's what it is. Let's ask ourselves why in this country in 2020, the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. That they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is that they're going to get is that in that moment when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting that's their only opportunity to get it we need to be questioning that why why are people that poor why are people that broke why are people that that food insecure that clothing insecure that they feel like their only shot that they are shooting their shot by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need. And then people wanna talk about, well, there's plenty of people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and got it on their own. Why can't they do that? Let me explain to you something about economics in America. And I'm so glad that as a child, I got an opportunity to spend time at PUSH where they taught me this, is that we must never forget that economics was the reason that black people were brought to this country. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Do you understand that? That's what we came to do. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Now, if I right now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you and for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money. I didn't allow you to have anything on the board. I didn't allow for you to have anything. And then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taken from you. That was Tulsa. That was Rosewood. There are Those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores, where we owned our property and they burned them to the ground. So that's 450 years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them and then you have to turn it over to them. So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play. And every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your monopoly money. And then finally at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. 
So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood, how can you win? How can you win? You can't win. The game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have, that if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Eloquently said by a Kimberly L. Jones, a young adult author and a film director. So we have a group of people blocking traffic on Albany and Dean Street. They're refusing to let the arms go eastbound on Dean Street and Albany. So we're stuck here. Run them over. Shoot them. Don't put that over here. Thomas Shia killed 10-year-old Clifford Glover in New York on April 28, 1973. Thomas was acquitted. Frank Bosco killed 14-year-old Claude Reese in New York on September 15, 1974. No justice was served. Robert Tornzi killed 15-year-old Randolph Randy Evans in Brooklyn, New York, on November 25th, 1976. No justice was served. New York police killed Yvonne Smallwood in 1987. No justice was served. Sean Carroll, Richard Murphy, Edward McMillan, and Keith Kenneth Boss killed 15-year-old Amador Diallo in New York on February 4th, 1999. Jess Card, Isnora, Michael Oliver, and Mark Cooper killed 23-year-old Sean Bell in New York City on November 25th, 2006. All were found not guilty. Joseph Weekly killed seven-year-old Ayana Monet Stanley Jones in Detroit, Michigan, on May 16th, 2010. No justice was served. Johannes Mesery killed 22-year-old Oscar Grant 
in Oakland on January 1st, 2012. He served 11 months. Randall Wes Carrick killed 24-year-old Jonathan Farrell in Charlotte, North Carolina on September 14, 2013. No justice was served. Theodore Wafer killed 19-year-old Renisha McBride in Dearborn Heights, Michigan on November 2, 2013. He received two sentences of 15 to 30 years in prison. George Zimmerman killed 17-year-old Trayvon Martin in Sanford, Florida on February 26, 2012. He was found not guilty. No justice served. Michael Dunn killed 17-year-old Jordan Davis in Jacksonville, Florida on November 23, 2012. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Daniel Pantaleo killed Eric Garner in New York on July 17, 2014. No justice was served. Darren Wilson killed Mike Brown Jr. in Ferguson, Missouri on August 9, 2014. No justice was served. Dylan Roof killed 41-year-old Clementa C. Pickney, 54-year-old Cynthia Marie Graham, 87-year-old Susie Jackson, 70-year-old Ethelie Lance, 49-year-old Deepane Middleton, 26-year-old Taiwanza Sanders, 74-year-old Daniel L. Simmons, 45-year-old Sharonda Coleman Singleton, and 59-year-old Myra Thompson in Charleston, South Carolina on June 17, 2015. He was sentenced to death and life without parole. Timothy Lohman killed 12-year-old Tamir Rice in Cleveland, Ohio on November 22, 2014. He was not indicted. No justice served. Geronimo Ianes killed 32-year-old Philando Castile in Falcon Heights, Minnesota on July of 2016. He was acquitted. No justice served. Betty Jo Shelby killed 40-year-old Terrence Kutcher in Tulsa, Oklahoma on September 16, 2016. She was found not guilty, still on active duty. Brentley Vincent killed 43-year-old Keith Scott in North Carolina on September 20, 2016. No justice was served. Blaine Salamone killed 37-year-old Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge, Louisiana on July 5, 2016. No charges, no justice served. Roy Oliver killed 15-year-old Jordan Edwards in Balk Springs, Texas on April 29, 2017. Guilty of murder, 15 years in prison. Aaron Dean killed 28-year-old Atiana Jefferson in Fort Worth, Texas on October 12, 2019. 
Dean has been indicted for murder. Gregory McMichael, Travis McMichael, and William Bryan killed Ahmad Aubrey in Glynn County, Georgia on February 23, 2020. They are charged with felony murder and false imprisonment. Derek Chauvin, Tao Tao J. Alexander Kuig, Thomas Lane killed George Floyd. I guess some of them got arrested, not all of them. All of these people have a circle of influence to this day. This is a highlight of black injustice, white supremacy, and police brutality.